Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens. Trials done and dusted. We are getting to the exciting part of the year. Teamless Tuesday came out yesterday. We're recording prior to that. Uh, so you'll have to check out SC Playbook uh, to catch up on all your Teamless Tuesday action. Speaking of SC Playbook, we've got the founder, the head honcho, the king, the CEO, the chief energy officer, Tim Williams. Welcome. What an intro, mate. Yeah, it was good gear. I had an absolute spray for you lined up, but I kind of feel bad doing it now. <laughs> nah, hit me. Well, I was just going to say that the reason that we're recording early is because you're getting on a flight to Vegas tonight and it's our biggest week of the year, the first team list of the season. I'm going to be flat stick all week. With you going away for a week, I feel like I'm going on holidays for a week. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I leave tonight. I'm very yeah. excited, mate. Flat stick. I'm going to be over there. Captain's runs. I'm going to be doing it all. I'm, 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 I'm going to be like the mole this week. I'm going to be all over the place. Yeah, you're going to be giving Josh Wong back rubs to make sure he starts <laughs> the roosters. Guilty. Uh, yeah, so Teamless Tuesday. We haven't got them yet uh, when you're listening to time of recording, but... If you go back in the past whilst you're in the future, mm. you can go and listen to SC Playbook in which they will record their episode after Teamless Tuesday. There's only four teams in there. Um, I mean, um, probably just the Roosters back row we're keen to watch I there. think it's literally the Roosters back row that's the only thing that could throw up a few curly ones for us. And, yeah, as you mentioned, Rue, <clears throat> anything that we've sort of touched on here that doesn't add up as a result of team list. I'm hoping that'll be absolutely nothing, but I'll touch on it in playbook just to It's to it's like it. we've travelled through time. Yeah. It's weird. In the weirdest way we possibly could and the most illogical way we possibly could. But yeah, very exciting. Uh now we have got a major announcement today. Major. Mm-hmm. Blue Wealth Property. They're obviously back on board for season 2024. Great to have Tony and Mortz back on the team, back in the saddle with us. And the prize announcement for this year. Timmy, 5,000 bones, 5,000 of the best. And are we have we got something to throw in from Uncle Rue and Uncle Timmy? Well, I think so, only because we currently have the equal second biggest prize in NRL Supercoach. But I just feel like we can do better. I feel like we can do better. Cat <coughs> suggested $5,001. said, no, Cat, you don't get it. You don't fucking get it. We need to go bigger. What have we got for him, Timmy? Mate, we're going to throw in 500 to pop each. <laughs> Take it up to 6K. Do the maths at home. That's a grand. Yeah. $6,000 for the winner of Beers and Break Evens. Officially the second most money you can win. I, mate, can you imagine me with 56K at the end of the year? 
I'm going to be flying. I'm going to Vegas again. I tell you what, if you win 56K, I'm getting my 500 bucks refunded. <laughs> That's a very fair shout. Now, on top of $6,000 if you win beers and break evens, you also take home the 2024 Stallion. Uh, Tim rode this in here today, mm. all the way from Kuma. Look at this fucking thing. It is huge, made of pure wood. Unreal. I got a splinter from it before. Mate, that is an equine superstar if I've ever seen one, a genuine thoroughbred of the industry. Jesus got some go in it. And I tell you what, the 56K would be nice, but I want the style. You know, it gives me vibes of uh, Malmeninga 94, the old Winfield Cup. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely froth this thing. Uh, I really don't want to give it away. Uh, yeah, this thing is unreal. Heavy as fuck, by is the it? way. Yeah, it's, uh, you want to have a little? You know, it's good then. It's good gear. Very good. So oh, the stallion oh. will be up for grabs. We'll get a little plaque on it. Uh, we've got last year's winner come and collect the other style, which looks like a bit of a cuck now compared to this one. Yeah, because Matty uh, the Waterboy broke the jockey. Yeah, I'm not letting Matty the Waterboy anywhere near this. Hopefully Cat doesn't do the same. If you break this, I'll be very devastated. <laughs> so shout out to the style, doing good things. That thing's enormous. It's casting a shadow. Uh, $6,000. It's fair good whack, God. isn't it? Uh, mate, imagine how many red frogs you could buy with $6,000. I'm actually not eating dinner in March. To finance that extra five hundred bucks, Rue. So <laughs> oh, whoever wins it, and look, if it is you, so be it. They want to be grateful. I'm sure they will be. So, guys, Blue Wealth Property on board again, $5,000. I know Tony last year put up an extra $500 if you were an NRL club member. I don't want to talk for Tony, but I'm pretty sure he'll be chucking that up again. So you could be looking at $6,500 just for winning the Beers and Breakevens comp. Timmy, what is the code? If you need me to pad for a couple of seconds, I nah, will. We're good, we're good, we're good. I know what you're thinking at home. They have this sort of stuff organised. No, they don't. Professionals. <laughs> the code is for your chance to win 6.5K, 339-640. Guru, they don't have to like us, they don't have to listen to us, but if they're not in a free comp for a chance to win 6.5K... Well, you got rocks in your head. I don't like us, and no. I'm here. <laughs> now, speaking of, we have got a third member of the panel, which we haven't introduced today. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer over oh, there. Welcome. Oh, nice. Now, I've heard that one a couple of times, so I'm going yeah, to I, I, Yeah, I wasn't happy with it. But <laughs> <had better> <laughs> we'll work with it. What's doing? What's doing? Well, guys, just enjoying this early morning with you. We've, we've been smashing out content this morning because mm. – I mean, we're not going, Timmy, to Vegas, but oh, no. we've we've accommodated the one who is and Some of us have all of his requests. Do. Yes, mm. exactly. No, I appreciate it from you too. Um, for those playing at home, I'm playing Hurt today too. I've actually done the Larry Emder into here. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. I might be weekend at Gurus by the end of this. Uh, have you ever seen someone bend it into Las Vegas? No, that's that's pretty impressive. I'll tell you who you would never expect it from, a weak gutted dog like myself. <laughs> yeah. <You've laughs> I could be asleep in midday. You've lifted for the first time in your life. <laughs> and we've also got Rue, uh, actually before we get to that, Links, Blue Wealth events. What's Blue Wealth up? links. We have got some events coming up. Do you need um, me to pad for a while while you get No, mate, I'm out. ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> so we've got one event that's tonight, which is yesterday for you guys, so it won't be that helpful to you. But <laughs> March 6th, we've got Rent Vesting. It's a special event at the Blue Zone, which is at Blue Wealth offices at Sydney Olympic Park, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. the 6th of March. I've already seen a few of you are in there. Uh, some notable SC Playbook people mm. in there as well, which uh, I'm hoping puts the out for the boys. The spy will be attending, so. Oh, boy. 
Tony, oh boy. look out. You're yeah, look an absolute out. treat. Good God. And then we've got Wealth Through Property live in Adelaide. I recall the Adelaide event last year thinking, do we ever even mention it? We won't have any Adelaide fans down there. Mate, there was thousands of them that showed up. Adelaide, yeah. Beers and Breakevens fans everywhere. That's at Crown Plaza in Adelaide. They had to shift it last year to Adelaide Oval to compensate <laughs> for all the, the people attending. Off the back fence. 6.30pm <laughs> to 8.30pm. So 6th of March. Rent Vesting, Special Event, Sydney Olympic Park, and then Wealth Through Property on the 12th of March, live in Adelaide at the Crown Plaza. Potentially Adelaide Oval, likely Crown Plaza, Adelaide. 6.30pm to 8.30pm. How good to have Blue Wealth Property back on board. And Tony, that checkbook. We're we're very lucky, mate. They've supported us three seasons now and to be sort of throwing up 500 thousand dollars to be throwing up 5k <laughs> to uh the beers and break evens listeners very generous of them so support them get out to their events and you'll learn a hell of a lot in the meantime yeah and we're going to actually talk about it throughout the year but uh we have uh, already actually sold some properties through mm. uh beers and break even so <laughs> there's some uh very very happy owners out there We've that are in the community you bought three of them <laughs> That's good gear, Timmy. That's very good. Um, so, yeah, if you would like to reach out to Blue Earth Property, got the links in the descriptions and all that. Uh, so you can go check it out there. And I believe um, Tony coming on the show next week. I'm once again going to be weekend at Bernie's coming back from mm. Vegas that morning. Uh, but it's not my story you'll hear, Kat. I, I just take the tough carry and just keep trucking out of my own end, you know? That's that a- is a tough carry, but you've also not made it here next Wednesday yet. So <laughs> yeah. you're going a very early crow. You know I'll be here. You know I'll be here. I'll be fucking shit fired, but I'll be show. here. Sun, uh, sunglasses and all. We'll go yeah. full weekend at Bernie's vibe. Yeah, it might be a sunglasses episode for me. Um, and as you know, there's only two types of people that wear sunglasses inside, the blind and the dickhead. <laughs> Not blind, so I will be the Massive dickhead. dickhead. Massive dickhead, yes, very good. Um, <laughs> mate, should we get into our thoughts from the trials on the weekend and a couple of super coach takes? Yeah, heaps to take out of it, mate. So let's get stuck into it. So essentially what today's show will be, going through all the trials, talking about what we've taken from that trial and just from the trials in general for each side. And then we've got three uh, big topics that we're going to finish off with as well to go through. And then make sure you tune into SC Playbook tomorrow, but also yesterday mm. for you guys. So We've also got, just add another, the late show begins oh boy. tonight. <laughs> Wednesday night, quick fire Q&A, basically you and I going head to head. See who performs better under pressure. It'll be good. I'll tell you what, mate, you and me under a little bit of pressure, but you know who's under the most pressure? Yeah, the rule. Old Catman do over there, yeah. the Kit Kat. In all sorts already. Yeah. I've, uh, I've told you guys. I've worked in high-pressure situations. I've been training for this moment for my whole life. She's played a couple of games of Toyota Cup and thinks she's ready for Origin. I saw her interviewing, I saw her interviewing Sam Kerr in a video the other day and she was stuttering like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> well, nah, she you, you, she you, well. you try to get some energy out of Sam Kerr. That can be pretty hard, all right? She gives tough, you nothing. Tough knock. Tough knock. Yeah, so the late show will be coming tonight at around about approximately uh, eight? Eight? 8 p.m., I think. Eight. Let's do 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Coming your way, the late show. Short, sharp, quick, fire questions yep. coming out. Selected by Cat as well. So um, if it's a shit show. My fault. Yes. Throw me under the bus again. I will be taking no responsibility as per usual. Mm. Let's get stuck into these trials, mate. I know you were very keen to talk about the Sydney Roosters and the South Sydney Rabbitohs <laughs> trial on the weekend. What would you take from that, Supercoach-wise? <laughs> 
Mate, it's too early in the morning to start me on that shit. I just, <laughs> the last thing before we started recording, Tim goes, don't talk about those Jersey flag trials, right? I don't think I have sure. a new player in that I, can, that I can refer to off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, let's get stuck into the Sharkies and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Obviously, the Sharkies, they were without... Maru. What? Ah, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. My bad, my bad. Quote before we start the show, let's start with the World Club Challenge so we don't forget it. Take us away, <laughs> I forgot it. Weekend Warriors versus Penrith <laughs> Panthers. Weekend 16... Penrith, 12. Mate, Supercoach pointers. I think the only major one with this is Taylor May, who mm. just looked terrific, didn't he? Playing centre. Sonia Taruva picked up a little injury and he's in a bit of doubt for round one. I suppose, firstly, your thoughts on Taylor May. Didn't the hosting shift very quickly then? Firstly, thoughts <laughs> on Taylor impressive. May and how he looked. Secondly, if Taruva doesn't play, does May lob on the left wing or does he stay at centre? Uh, Taylor May has been locked in my side for a long time and the other day uh, just made me double down on that. I mm. thought he looked really good, got through a heap of work, uh, like him on the left side once I get Jerome Luai back. I think that Taylor May, you look at all the work he got through, limited opportunities because uh, Jack Cole, he ran just about every single time he had the ball, didn't pass too much. You know, Jerome Luai will be distributing the ball a little bit more, get Scotty Sorensen back on that edge as well. Loving the look of Taylor May. If... Taruva is out, or as we call him around here, Kat Guruva. If he's <laughs> out, um, I actually think they might keep Talon May at centre and maybe find another winger. Yep. But for a couple of weeks, you could chuck Peach in there. Paul Alamotti played left centre in reserve grade. Yeah. Um, so that's another little talking point there. Uh, plenty of options. Um, Penrith could make could make the worst decision ever and still come out gold, I think, yeah. with the squad they've got. Generally speaking, I think Taylor May on the wing would average 10 to potentially 15 more. Yep. That being said, if it was left wing outside Peach or to a lesser degree, Paul Alamotti, we sort of did to Taruva last year. It's yep. not a great place to be. I do not want him outside Peach. No. I'd rather him at centre yeah. than wing outside Peach. So uh, Taruva, regardless, <laughs> um, I stand by everything I've said in the preseason. I think he's going to absolutely fly this year. Uh, mate, Nathan Cleary, I saw on NRL stats he ran for 34 runs. Um, how do you feel about that, mate? <laughs> and don't, don't, don't hold back on us either. You said some really mean things earlier and I'd love to hear them again. I just think is the most misleading stat on the NRL.com stats. Reigns he ran for 237 metres. What it does is 36 runs, please. Nathan Cleary did not have 36 runs. What it is is they basically, I don't know the exact definition of it, but I think it's like if they engage the line as a playmaker, so they catch it from the dummy half, wherever it might be, they take like three steps, somewhat engage the line, that is considered a run. So then people come out and say, oh, you had 36 runs and 237 metres, especially for super coaches where we get, like the stats come from Fox Sports stats where the interpretations are quite different to NRL.com stats. And the NRL.com stats are great, don't get me wrong, but this one in particular is not good. Anyone sitting there going, oh, clearly he had 36 runs. Jeez, he's going to be looking to run a lot this year. The stat is fine. But don't put it next to all run meters with every other player. Like the fact that like Dylan Edwards has 288 meters or Brian Tottle going to run for 245 meters, They're, every one of them is a hit up going into contact. Just change it to like playmaker line engagements or something mm. that is not the same category because it's so misleading for people. No, nah, completely fair. I know you said pre show that you think Nathan Cleary is just a 
prima donna and a bit of a hack. I thought that was a bit harsh. I'll still be starting with him. Uh, but it is a good point that you bring up. Uh, 36 runs did seem to be overs, especially when you look at it from a super coach point of view. You know, if he ran 36 times, he gets one point for each of those. If any of them are over eight, all of a sudden you're looking at 70 points yeah. before he's done anything, 70, which is just unreal. 70 in base before tackles were added. Yeah, ridiculous. Add on, add on 30 tackles and he's got 100 in base. Yeah. Anything else, mate? The last thing I'd say, I've been very high on Liam Henry. He played fuck all minutes the other day for the mm. Penrith Panthers. Uh, he was always going to be a long shot, but not looking at him. Maverick Guy was the other one I thought would get a bait. Mm. He didn't in that side. Um, so, yeah, with Scotty Sorensen to come back in, Luke Garner probably to the bench. I think we've missed out on a cheapie. From the yeah, you saying um, Liam Henry would get picked over Lindsay Smith was received very well by the Beers and Break Evans listeners. Yeah, um, for the thousandth time, I would also <laughs> like to go back to the tape and listen to what I actually fucking said. But anyway, not the hill I'm going to die on. I enjoyed Fuck it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I saw those comments. My God. Uh, anywho, let's proceed. Sorry for all that free content we give you. Um, let's move to the Sharkies knocking over the Canterbury Bulldogs. 12 points to six. Belmore Sports Ground. Uh, the Sharks were Nico Heinzless, um, weren't overly impressive. I think from the Sharkies, mate, is there anything to talk about super coach wise that jumped out to you? There's actually not. They're like, I think all their players are priced at their max. Yeah. So none of them interest me. You look at the entire back line, sort of one to five, or particularly two to five. Katoa, Ramey, and Talakai, Mulitalo, all quite good and relatively consistent super coach players, but. Because the attack is so balanced, trying to work out where the points are going to come, it's very difficult to do so. I actually, outside of Nico, who will come back in there for round one, I don't have any, any sharky supercoach interest. I've seen a few people throwing up Braden Trindle. I just don't think it's the answer for me. I think the floor is too low. That was actually a complete lie. I do have interest in Braden Trindle. <laughs> uh, just, because, just because of the price. I think yeah. what is he, about 430k. <sighs> Such a shame Nico didn't play that trial just to see what the dynamic of their partnership would be because yep. in the All Stars, Trindle took so much ball and was he was almost like the chief organizer. Yep. I don't expect that to be as dominant by any means for the Sharks, but maybe they've gone look. We can take a bit of pressure off Nico, tricky Trindle, do a bit more organizing. We don't really get to see that now. I don't love the play, but they're outside of Dylan Brown, who's over seven hundred k. I don't really like anyone at 5'8". It's incredible. Nor do I, which is why I think you just have to make Dill Brown work. Well, I'm getting closer to it ever since the Jaden Campbell injury. But if I don't, as it stands, it's Trindle. Rank. Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, mate, uh, I think Josh Carr and Sam Hughes are the big talking points here. Uh, both played limited minutes. Both look pretty good, but we've now heard reports from Phil Gould. Both were suffering from a stomach bug, I think it was. What? No, I think... Um, one was stomach bug, one was HIA in that game at halftime. Okay. I think, I can't remember which one was which, but that's what the tweet said. Yeah, okay. easy to get those two confused. Yeah, it's very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so my understanding was that Josh Curran had a stomach bug though. Okay. So um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was just going to get up the tweet so we can read it to you guys. Uh, but yeah, so this is Phil Gould. Sam Hughes head knock. <laughs> T-Rex. Josh Curran virus had to pull out of the trial game on Friday night halftime after limited minutes. That wasn't planned. Connor Trace and Jacob Kiraz have not played any trial minutes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really to more to take out of that. Um, I obviously pending team list, and thankfully we get to watch for an extra week with Josh yeah. Curran. If he's in Jersey 13, I'm going to grab him. If he's on the bench, I still might grab him, to be honest with you. I'm pretty high on him. Uh, if he starts, I'll pick him. If he doesn't, I won't. And 
look, they've got credit to him. Jamin Salmon, he's really surprised me. Mm. He's moved to the middle of the field and playing as a ball, playing lock. He's looked good. And I think the Doggies have looked half right while he's been doing that, playing as a link man. I'm not really keen on Salmon regardless, despite being dual position, but between though him, Curran and Kurt Mann with these ball playing locks, there's I don't think there's going to be enough minutes. I do see if Salmon does start at lock, I think like we saw in the trial, Curran probably comes on just as like, oh, it's another, just a middle forward, like a prop. He'll run. He won't worry about ball playing, which is great. Yep. I just, just don't know if he'll get minutes. <clears throat> I, I'm confident he does. I just who, who else is going to take minutes off him? Well, the first bloke I mentioned for start is Salmon. Yeah, sure, but like if he comes on as a middle forward, like like they, I don't think they've got enough middle forwards not to yeah. use Curran for good minutes. Yeah, look, I don't know. I just because there are so many great mid range two RF buyers. I'm there's heaps of other places you can go. So I, if he's benched, I won't be keen. Fair shout. Um, mate, let's talk about the halfback, Drew Hutchison. I think he's got that spot locked up for round one. How long he holds it for, I don't know. I'm a huge Hutcho fan, but he looked good in the first game. Didn't look fantastic in the second. Yeah. Um, what do you? I know we're both very high on him as a CTW because of his base stats. What are you thinking? I'm keen. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm keen on him. I'm... I'm not sold. As you said, job security is almost non-existent. The dogs do th- look like they've thrown a lot of faith behind him. He said his base stats as a half are good. The biggest thing, I know it was the first trial, but he just got so many touches, so many receipts. He did all the organising for this team. Birdo sat on that left edge and did very little in terms of getting them around the park. So if you can add just even one attacking stat to base each game early on, I think he scores well. You know, if he's dropped by around three or he's scoring 20s and 30s, which is possible, I think there's going to be a cheapie somewhere that you can downgrade to at 355k pretty easily. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I will start with him. Uh, mate, anyone else you want to touch on from that Canterbury side? I think uh, Bronson Zeri, if he gets a start in round one, which I, I think I think it's probably unlikely, but I'm not ruling it out. I wouldn't be surprised if Kiraz comes back on the wing because Bronson played so well, but I think it's more likely he'll start in New South Wales, Carl. Yeah, it looks that way. Kiraz can play centre. Tracy can play centre. They've got so many options there, but he looked good, so it might not be long before he does play the NRL. And just the other one I wanted to touch on, the bloke who was in my preseason team for a while, uh, and is, he's, he came out before the weekend, but Viliami Kikau, Firstly, he's looking so lean. He looks so fit, but I'm just not convinced the doggies are going to be able to use him well enough. I, I am convinced they're not going to be yeah. able to use him well enough. Uh, hard pass from Didn't me. Didn't look like putting him into a good position on the weekend. Yeah, he's a mirage. Um, Melbourne Storm, Newcastle Knights is the next game from the weekend. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, mate, fullback in this one. I think he played about half the game or so. Didn't really come up with any attacking stats or anything. Um, what are your thoughts on Pappy? Is he still appealing to you? or No, I sort of have become very keen on Tom Trebojevic, so... Someone had to make way, and that was Ryan Pappenhausen. Yep. I'm just – he looked all right, but it's still a long road he's coming back from. You know, Melbourne had a really, really tough draw to start the season, one of the hardest in the game. And they've got the buy in round four. I'm just – I'm not saying he can't do well. I'm sure he will go solid, but without the goal kicking, I'm, I'm not that keen. 
Kane Bradley, uh, I believe he was one of the guys that grabbed dual position the other day. He already had CTW going to to RF, to RF mm. which we don't really care about. Uh, Kane Bradley, I'm just – I like him. I like him at the price, but I just – I can't see him holding on to that spot all year. He's just come from nowhere. It's just a giant red flag to me. Yeah. He's I'm, – I'm a bit like you. I think I'm happy to watch early. Unless we're really lacking other CT dub cheapies, which we might be, to be fair. And if he goes well in the first two rounds, he plays 80 minutes and kills it, pick him up round three. But just has trap written on <laughs> Yeah, I just don't like it, eh? No. I don't like it. Um, yeah, I will downgrade to him if need be. I think Ellie Katoa is shaping up as a nice little pod for people potentially, mate. Oh, that combination with Jerome Hughes. Yep. Isn't that going to be something special this year? We saw the try they scored on the weekend. Wow. Um, outside of that, mate, Sean Bloor's obviously the big watch uh, coming off the bench, but uh, I think we have to see it before we make a decision there. Anything else on the Melbourne Storm or can I go on to the Newey Knights? Moving on, mate. Newey Knights, uh, KP, I thought he looked electric again on the weekend. <laughs> I will be starting with him. Um, outside of that, mate, Greg Mars, you got hardly any ball on the weekend. I still think I'm not going to do it, but... Geez, I think there's an avenue there. I mean, yesterday on Bloke and Bar, we had to give our top try scorer for the year. We all went Greg yeah. Mars here. There's an avenue there to get a huge pod to start the season. Mate, I guess the big talking point here, Dylan Lucas and Kai Pierce-Paul. I think Lucas wins the spot round one, but I think by mid-season, Kai Pierce-Paul takes it off him. I think these two are going to be a huge pain in the ass, super coach wise because they're going to steal minutes from each other. I think I mentioned last week, if Tyson Frizzell went down injured and missed time, I would be starting this season, I reckon, with Lucas and Pierce Paul. <laughs> That's fair. I'm with you, though. I just think they're going to eat into each other's minutes early on. Yeah, so I don't think I could go either of those two. Um, I will say this. Good God, I was impressed with just how big Kai Pierce Paul was on the weekend. That was amazing. Did you catch any of that game, Kat? I did, and I was actually going to ask you because it came up so many times last week, this KPP or Dylan Lucas conversation. Mm. And I was going to ask you whether or not the, the game provided any clarity for you on that, but do you think it's actually deterred you from putting either? I think it's deterred me from going either. I thought it was really interesting. Dylan Lucas started on the left edge, looked unreal. He, he had a try that went through him at one point. It wasn't all, all his fault though, to be fair. But he looked unreal on the left edge. Then KPP came on. He played left for like 60 minutes. Dylan Lucas actually came on the right. Mm. Um, I, I personally think, and me and Kat, I think we had this conversation last week, I think – Dylan Lucas probably suits the Newcastle DNA a little bit better and all that. But I wonder if Dylan Lucas being able to play centre and wing as well, I wonder if that hinders him as far as pushing him to Jersey 17 as a handy guy to have off the bench. I think KPP, I know he's played um, second row, uh, um, centre in the Super League, but I think he's an out-and-out second rower. Yeah. I feel like Dylan Lucas would be hard done by if he didn't get the start. Like he was 100%. good in games last year. Unless Pierce Paul has been killing training and even then he he had that toe injury as well. So I think he deserves first crack at it. From there, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, let's move to the New Zealand Warriors. 34 points to 22 over the Finn. I've got Finn Williams next to me to go through this game. Uh, for me, the New Zealand Warriors, mate, uh, they, I've sort of looked at them all preseason and gone, oh, I'm not sure if they'll be in the top eight. They probably look like the most well-buttoned-up side in the preseason so far. They've been very impressive. We are going to talk about Roger Tuivasa-Shek a little bit later in the show, so brace yourself there, Warriors fans. What else stood out to you from this game, mate? Anyone jump out? There was a fair bit, and you're right. The Warriors 
were the best looking team all preseason. In terms of when they got their full side on deck, of course. One interesting one is Torpiki. So with Chan's out until round three or four. Yeah. I know there's trappy vibes there and he's not one that I'd love to start with, but <clears throat> in a good team with a decent early draw, 277k, dual fullback CT dub, we know like Chan's come out from a hamstring niggle. So is he back by, by round four, whatever he's been slated to do? If we're short on cheapies, I don't mind Torpiki. I hate it. Just because I, I just, I'm not convinced he's going to play all those games at fullback. <clears> I wouldn't be surprised if they do shift Roger there. I just, I don't know. He's He has to do a lot to score super coach points too. I know they've got the good draw. I get it. But, you know, he came into a pretty red hot side last year. And from memory, I don't remember him absolutely braining it points wise. Happy to be proven wrong mm. if you've got the stats there. Yeah. Um, I just. Yeah, I, I, I don't love it. Uh, I, I think it's got a little bit of trap vibes to it. And if Chance comes back in week three, like what, what have you gained? So 80-minute games last year, 37 on debut. And he went 52 in 80 minutes and then 44 in 80 minutes. Only had one try assist in that time. So no other try assist or tries or anything like that. I said, I'm not saying I'm keen on him, yeah. but... If all of a sudden we've got – like there's not going to be a, an Eero by the sounds of it. There's yeah. not going to be a Chevy Stewart. We might have to go some cheapies that we're not keen on to free up cash elsewhere. Yeah, it's all picky might be a good uh, break glass in emergency Very much so. situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, okay. And Fair. look, it's potentially looking that way. So like KO Weeks is another one we could lose. You know, at the same time we'll probably gain Ethan Strange if that's how the Raiders' halves play out, but – might not be as easy as we think. Yeah, God, I do not want to have to go down that avenue. Uh, let's move to the Dolphins, mate. Obviously losing Tommy Gilbert, devastating stuff. Um, outside of him, mate, Hamiso was pretty quiet. I think that this is part of the risk with the hammer though, isn't it? It was concerning. Yeah, yeah. really concerning. Look, I think I'm going to write it off as a preseason challenge game. Warriors were sensational. Dolphins weren't great. <clears throat> He was just his involvements were very poor. Yeah, it was it was very concerning as someone who wants to start with him. <clears throat> I think I'm going to back in the talent and back my gut, but it was a worry. Uh, the two guys that I was interested in from this game, Hamiso and JMK, <clears throat> both were extremely quiet in this one. A little bit alarming from both of them. Uh, outside of that, mate, anything else to touch on from the fin? Nothing else for me. Nothing much there, mate. The only one thing would be that. With Tommy Gilbert, unfortunately, going down with that devastating ACL injury. Could see Kenny Romich go to lock. And it's not one for round one, but Canelli Lemuelu, he was good last season. He's yeah. one that could come on the radar later in the year. Uh, Manly Broncos is the next game. We're not going to touch on this one. I think the biggest talking point, Supercoach-wise, that could be relevant was probably Jamie Humphreys. Uh, hmm. If he nabs the 14 spot at some point throughout the year or if they have injuries. Um, I'll tell you what, I think Luke Brooks is in for a big season. But after watching that Humphreys... Fuck you! If I was Brooksy, I would not want to miss any footy. <coughs> he looks the kid so can good, play. Man. He can play. He's every chance. Obviously not for round one, but at some stage to to sneak in as maybe number fourteen. He can obviously play dummy half as well as in the halves. So he looks good. Uh, the Dragons then knocked over the West Tigers. The Dragons of 1960 fucking 11 in a row fame. <laughs> they were incredible. Um, mate, Moses Suley, Jack Bird, both looked tremendous. Both would have done very well, Supercoach. Benny Hunt looked unreal. Kyle Flanagan, uh, I, I don't know how many Supercoach points he would have scored, but 
He played well. Mm. He's another cheapie. He's not goal-kicking, though. I've seen a few people floating around Kyle Flanagan. I don't love it personally. Lomax playing on the sting. Um, until he gets back to fullback, I'm not overly keen. Jack Bird is just refusing to pass that fucking football. <laughs> um, so I'm not huge on that. And, mate, you've got to give Tyrell Sloan credit. Played bloody well on the weekend. He did, mate. He, um... I might bring him in again. <laughs> no, you won't. Wouldn't that be a show? So uh, he was great, Sloan. He, you know, it was a game against a pretty ordinary Tigers outfit pre-season. Let's see it come round one or round whatever that, yeah, round one. Um, but you're right, he couldn't have done too, too, too much more there. <clears throat> Very similar thought. Lomax doesn't interest me unless he was playing fullback. Kyle Flanagan, I'm not going near him unless he starts goal kicking, which it looks as though he probably won't while Lomax is there. In saying that, if Lomax hits him bad early, he could get a crack, but... Tommy Eisenhuth was a dual CT dub, 2RF, that we could have had a bit of a look at. But with Luciano signing, I suspect he probably comes in on the edge, so that puts a line through him. So despite a really impressive performance from the drags, still not much supercoach interest. Mate, I thought another guy that was very impressive, uh, a guy that was in my side last year that you all laughed at, and then he killed it, Jacob Little. Mm. Uh, obviously, I think he left that game with some ice on the hamstring. I think he could be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, but... Fuck, mate. But the way he was playing the other night, if they end up going with a four-forward bench throughout the year, Jacob Little could come into conversations. I haven't checked his buy round and all that, but um, if they do end up going a four-forward bench, which I probably doubt they will, but if they do, <laughs> it could be the ugliest best option of all time. Yeah. I, I obviously wasn't going to say it out so sort of too loud until I really had to, but he was one that I was – I'm not going to say I was eyeing him off, but he was in the black book just because – I told you about him last year. <laughs> yeah. If if that if Connor Molhais and the the other hooker wasn't named on the bench, as you said, and Little had an eighty minute role, like he's a, a good ball running hooker, he can do some damage. Four fifty eight k, you know, we're struggling for that cheapy hooker. Not that you I mean he's more mid range, but yeah, he would have been an option, but that injury would put a line through. Uh, Viliami Fafita who came off the bench as well. I'm not convinced he gets a spot in the seventeen. Even if he does, Timmy, I reckon with a bench featuring guys probably like with Eisenhuth, Murdoch, Masilla, Vitala Mariner, I'm just not convinced the minutes are going to be there for Fafita. So yeah, pass. I reckon he could be a real AE nightmare for us throughout the year. Uh, for the Tigers, we said it all preseason. Uh, fuck, if you were looking at a Caesar or a Bud Sullivan, uh, I would be avoiding that like the fucking plague. That looks like a nightmare. Um, Lockie Galvin, though, if he gets a gig... Very interesting. He gets through a fair whack of base, makes a heap of tackles, runs the football, can play multiple positions. If he's in Jersey 14, I wouldn't be going near him. But if he's at Jersey 6, mate, I've got to have a look. He's also... A little Damien Cook. Yeah, he's also every chance to get dual at some stage. Yep. So he's listed as 5'8 at the moment. He's only 5'8"? Um, unless there was – I know the updates just came in yesterday. No, no, I, I don't think he grabbed anything, so you're probably right. Yeah, so 5'8", but – to be fair, 5 8 you want him if you're going to pick him. Exactly right, yeah, yeah, So I probably won't pick him over Hines or Cleary the more I think about it. Who's <laughs> halfback? Leave it with me. Um, yeah, so just 5 8 But, like, bottom dollar obviously hasn't made his NRL debut. He looked good and oh, unless the club came out and said we're picking him round two after that buy, I don't think you could start with him. But it would be a real dagger if – we, you know, we didn't get any word. He comes in round two, gets named starting 5-8. I don't think he will, but he did look the goods. He did look the goods. Um, Alex Seafarth, this guy's got a lot of attention, mate. Um, 
Sometimes I think that when guys score tries, they get wildly overhyped. Mm. I'm not totally convinced on Alex Seifarth. What are your thoughts? I mean, he started at lock in that game. I'll be honest, I hadn't really given him yeah. a look at all. But well, it starts at 326K, 2RF, cool, another mid-range 2RF for us, beautiful. <laughs> 29 minutes average last year. I mean, like... What's happened with Johnny Bateman? That, just, that's the factor that I just... Yeah. If I start with Alex Seafarth and I have to wait two weeks to see John Bateman named at 13 and Seafarth on the bench, fucking miss me with that. Even... I'll throw my laptop uh, Even Even regardless, if Bateman comes back and they both, Bateman and Papali, will be 80-minute edge back rollers unless he makes the move to the middle, which hurts even more. I just don't think he's going to get the minutes, is he? I'm far from convinced. <laughs> the other uh, thing is, with that round one bye... He comes out and kills it round two, round three, and Bateman's back and yeah. plays big minutes. We can pick him up that round four before yeah. any price rises, which is handy. And I guarantee you one of our, at least one of our two RFs is going to fucking bottom out. Yeah, sure. someone will shit the They'll bed. be a dud. Uh, Appy, we're going to talk to him a, about him a little bit later. Got an interesting conversation there. I'm going rogue. Let's move <laughs> to the Sunday games. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys uh, put it on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, they're still in the comp, are they? Cowboys. Oh, the Raids. Still getting a bait, are they? Mate. They put, they invite, put it on huh? our reserve grade side in the second half, please. Little pity invite to the competition. <laughs> um, mate, let's start with your Canberra Raiders first, though. Ethan Strange. Uh, all the talk's been about KO weeks throughout the preseason. Uh, Ethan Strange, if he hasn't locked down that spot, I've got some serious Wesnaguamas with Ricky Stewart. He's got to be there, doesn't he? Yeah, well, going into the, the second trial, sort of th- – Few threw a few things out in socials about things strange is probably ahead of KO weeks. Well, he's looked better, and I mm. think he'd be better in the halves with uh, Jamal Fogarty. Weeks didn't do anything in the trial. Yep, strange looks great defensively. He did a terrific job on Helam Lukey there. I thought he was great. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be a strange and Fogarty combination. And I mean, look, I guess if Weeks does get named there round one, and he still may. I guess you've got to have him just because five eight such a tough position, but I won't feel good about it because job's good. He's going to be terrible. Yeah, I won't be going weeks yeah. even if he's named. I, I don't believe he holds on to that spot. I don't even know how he'll score if he does. Like, I don't. Yeah. That seems like a nightmare to yeah. me. You said, mate, didn't do much in the trials. Like, respectfully, 2K a weeks. Mate, I haven't seen anything in a year or two that suggests to me. No, nothing at NRL level. Like, yeah. again, he has great potential. He's very quick. He looks quite like wiry, quite strong. He hopefully and every chance he does have a great future. But on what we've seen in the NRL so far, between being a sort of third choice fullback at Manly and a couple of trials at the Raiders, nothing to me suggests that he should be our starting five eight round one. Yep, completely agree, uh, mate. Let's talk about Morgan Smithies. Uh, played limited minutes the other day. Pretty hot day down there at Seaford Oval where dreams come true. Oh, what a place! What a place! It is one of the greats. To be fair, uh, you made your AFL debut there, didn't you? Or am I getting that confused? Marty Grable. Ah, uh, Marty Grable. I have. I've played a lot of league at uh, C- Seafarth. Uh, I'll just say Seafarth Oval. <laughs> Alex Seafarth Oval. <laughs> um, mate, I thought he looked really good. I thought with the ball in hand looked good. Uh, got through a lot of defensive work. I think he made 25 tackles or something like that in 25 minutes. Um, obviously, Corey Halls were out for the first few weeks. I think he's going to make a bit of cash to start. I I know you weren't high on Morgan Smithies originally and you <laughs> said some really rude things about him and his family, which I thought was really uncalled for. Uh, but I'm a big fan now. 
take it away. I wasn't high on you when I first met you and I still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Completely um, fair. I think Smithies is going to come out and just be an absolute old school pommy battler, get through a ton of work. I think he's going to play 60 to 65 minutes, provided he hems down around. Like there's uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> and just make like. Rancho Relo Maxo is about to take over the draft world. <laughs> Keep talking to me. I, I mean, at the same time, I think the inputs, the super coach is going to be limited because I think he'll make, let's say he plays 60, 65 minutes. He'll probably make 40 tackles and have maybe 10 or 12 runs. But as you alluded to, sort of looking through all these highlights in the past, there's probably not going to be offloads there. There's probably not going to be tackle breaks, probably not too many attacking stats. So he might average 50-odd in base in that time, which is fine because he's 345K. There's more upside to him. If he does start jading a few tackle breaks or, you know, offloads, whatever it might be, looks like a half-decent ball play, which is good. So if you can jade the odd tries, he's offered to be massive. On the flip side, he could come out make half those runs, have half those tackles, big red Corey Horsby comes back around three and he's on the bench. So it's not a sure thing, mm. but my feeling is he's just going to come out and work his nut off and score solid. I get good vibes. Yeah. I get very good vibes. <laughs> Ricky seems um, to love him as well. Oh, mate, he's well, got – and you know what? As you – it's a, like the other way to look at it, he doesn't have offloads and everything. I don't think he's going to make mistakes. Yeah. Which Ricky just loves a tough bastard who is just consistent. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If he does get shoved into the front row when Corey Horsburgh returns, I will swallow that jewel up. Thanks yes. for coming. He'll yes. still get through a stack of work. Good point. That'd well, be really handy to have. I think if he keeps his starting spot, Corey would go to the front row. That's what I think too. But if something happens that Corey comes back at 13 and Smithies wears eight, cheers. Round six dual position. Thank you. Thanks for coming. All right, uh, mate, the other name to mention there is Chevy Stewart. Uh, he's in a lot of teams still, obviously. Um, I don't know if we see <laughs> Chevy before Origin. Yeah, or if at all this year. Yeah. So, just don't I, think he's ready yet, and there's nothing wrong with not being ready for first grade. Spe- it's fucking hard, especially when you're what 18 years old or 19 years old. 100, very young, still got a big future ahead of him, oh, yeah. Chevy. Uh, but I don't think 2024 will be his year. Um, let's move to the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk about Scotty Drinkwater soon because my god, I was thirsty over the weekend, <laughs> and I'll give you the hot tip: I consumed. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at other guys to talk about though. Zach Labart. Very impressive, mate. Uh, I think he's locked up that spot. Uh, there's a little bit of competition there from the Leah who came over from the New Zealand Warriors, but I think Labart has won this in an absolute knockout. Um, I actually haven't looked at his price. Is he at a reasonable yeah, price? Yeah, he's mid-400s. <sighs> yeah, okay. like 430 Four hundred, four hundred and sixty-five. 465. 465. Mm. isn't it? I know. That's so awkward. 60K cheaper, I'd probably get him. I just – he's a little bit awkward. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you said to me, like, what's the most awkward number he could be, I think I would have hit it on the head. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I probably don't like him at that price. Uh, but my, played my very well. My little concern would be as well, Val gets a fair bit of ball on the left edge. Yep. He'll be on the right and Drinky just loves that cutout yes, to Kyle does. Feld. Yeah, that's a fair point. Good call. Um, mate, Helam Lukey. Oh, Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I think that Ethan Strange did an incredible job on him the other day. Had it been, honestly, any other 5'8 in rugby league not named Dill Brown, I reckon Helen yeah. Lukey scored an absolute ton the other day. I am – we spoke about it the other day. I'm happy he didn't go huge. You beers and break-evens fans, you'll, be, you'll understand how well he's going, but I'm hoping a few people sleep on Lukey. Yeah, he's one of them ones where I just wish I wasn't – I said I, I'm very transparent with my trades and my team. I mean, I literally released the thing, so it's you can see who I'm picking. But sometimes I wish I didn't. And I hit a few away. Um, yeah. I actually picked Lukey before the trial on the weekend, and I was saying thing like, "Don't come out and kill it, mate. I don't really care what you do. I'm happy to pick you at your price." Came out, and as you said, I was very glad he didn't get over for any tries. I don't think he even had any line breaks, but he was so close to a lot of them. Just his work rate, though, mate. I think he had something like 16 runs. Yep. Looked terrific. He played really good minutes as well. NRL.com during trials annoyingly don't show their exact minutes, but for a trial, it was a great indicator from Toddy Payton that Lukey played really good minutes there in my team. Once again, shout out to the NRL for not putting the minutes there, but when someone gets sin bid and they say they played 70 minutes instead of 80, <laughs> just, just to, to really in. fuck with you. Um, <laughs> mate, the other name that popped up from this trial was Thomas McKayley. Uh, looked like Artie Beetson out there the other day. It was incredible. Um I am so happy to bend over at the altar of Thomas McKayley in week three if I'm wrong, but I just feel like this is a little bit of a trap. What are your thoughts? Agreed. For starters, the Cowboys have a lot of forward. I mean, they do have a lot of forward depth, but I guess like they've just lost Luciano, Cohen Hess. I don't I haven't seen a report. By the time this goes live, I don't think it's good. Didn't look good. So all of a sudden, there is some spots opening up. Yeah, that's fair. Um Bruce got a call, very professional, mate. Yeah, that was very professional. Thomas um, McKayley calling to it's Thomas McKayley. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Um I just don't want to get hyped up on two half right trial performances where he scored a couple of tries. You know, it, it's the preseason. He also came on late and did damage against the Raiders, against their second string team. I'm happy to wait and watch and if you can do it early on in good minutes, sure, but I'm not keen. Yeah, not for me. Um, anyone else to touch on from the cows there, mate? Uh, negative. Good. Okay, next game. Let's move to the last game of the week, the Parramatta Eels and the Gold Coast Titans. Um, let's have a look here. For the Parramatta Eels, mate, what stood out to you here? I... Uh, I thought the Cardi party was back in full swing. Not that I could look at him super coach-wise, but oh, wow. I wouldn't buy him, but 
Jesus good. I'll tell you one that's not going to change my trades or my starting team, I should say, but does Sean Lane get 80 minutes? I'm very nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. Look, I'm still going to pick him because I think he starts and I still think he plays minimum 50 where he can still score well enough like and avoid disaster, but he's not that 80 minutes. Well, Kelma Tualangi, he's been great and he's coming on the left edge. He might have even started the other day. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, so it's not the knockdown we thought it was going to – he was my first picked. Yeah, he was mine too. I've been using the term slam dunk three times a week <laughs> for him, so uh, including last week. Yeah, not ideal. Um, we'll see what we can get out of Parramatta over the next week or so and then make a decision on that. Uh, but, yeah, not stoked about it. Yeah, well, you and – Juman are absolute best mates nowadays, so sure, you can get a bit of word out of him. Yeah, I think there's a restraining order in place, so <laughs> probably unlikely. Um, speaking of Jermaine. Great game. <sighs> it was a bad game for him. I think I chatted, we did two RFs last week, and I chatted about him and his numbers. They're so absurd last year when you really roll them out for a bloke in his first full year of the NRL. Yeah, you can't start – I mean, you can start with him at the price, but because there's so many good mid-range 2RFs, can't even think about it, but far out he's good. Yeah, uh, I can't do it, but, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, mate, what about Mitchie Moses? I don't like it, but I'm happy to hear the arguments. If I wasn't going Nico or Cleary, yep. I would be going Mitch Moses. I thought he looked exceptional against a strong Titans outfit. Looked – Super confident, looked quick. He's playing those short sides incredibly well, carved them to bits. Para have a soft draw to start the season. I am starting clearing in Hines. If I wasn't, I would be going Mitch Moses. Ugh, not for me, but I can understand it. If you weren't going those two, who would your halfback be? Well, I'm not stupid enough not to go those two. Well, give, us, give us something. I'm not stupid enough to do it, Timothy. That's the thing. No, nah, if I wasn't going them, I honestly had no idea who I'd go. But I. Maybe Mitch is the best of a bad bunch, but I... This bloke. I well, caught the eye roll, just for the record. Well, why, why the hell would you not go with the two guns? Please. I'm doing it. I'm just... For all the people who aren't sitting out there, I wish they'd just stop talking about these two. There's other people at halfback. I'm just giving them an option. Go look in the look, mirror and sort yourself out. <laughs> look, I'm a rookie, let's be fair, but Mitch Moses is the next best option if you're not going to go with a Cleary or a Hines. Are you, you going to go with Cleary you, and Hines? Absolutely I am. Good. Okay. Um, okay. What about like if if for the people at home that are desperately trying to avoid the two best players in Supercoach, um, if you were going SJ or Mitch Moses, is is it Mitch Moses a, a knockout for you or what? Mitch Moses. Definitely. Mm-hmm. More durable, soft draw. Warriors draw is pretty good too. But, yeah, it would be Mitch Moses. Just yeah. a bit harsh on SJ, more durable. Made it through the whole season last year. Mitchy Moses didn't. Fair call, fair call. Kat, what were you going to say? I'm just going to agree with Timmy. I think uh, Para have a great start this season. Like the the fixtures are really good. That's in their favour. We know Mitch when he's on, he's really on. So I expect him to start pretty well this season. So I'd go Mitch. Any threat of either of you disagreeing with each other or what's going on here? Kat, as a rook, is very aware that... (laughs) I'm reading the room. (laughs) She's seen you follow my advice for two years and do pretty well and she's going, I can do the same this year. So you're warming in this role very nicely, Kat. Thank you. I also want to point out I'm always going to back the Lebanese guy, so. 
That's Mitch Moses. I thought you meant me. I was just going to say. Guys, every... Okay. (laughs) I'm happy to run with that. (laughs) Tim is Lebanese now. Tim Haddad over there. Um, Okay, let's move to... uh, Anything else on Parramatta, mate, before we move on? Uh, No. No. Okay, that's enough from the Lebanese international. Let's move to the Gold Coast (laughs) Titans. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. What are you... Any... Both of them all look good. Both firm or left edge, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Because when Foz returns, perfect. Um, I'm not convinced that'll stay when Fafita returns, but yep. look, if we can get three to four weeks of firm or outside Foz, much better than on the right edge. And did I have another one? Surely there can't be a universe where they move Fafita away from the left Surely edge, not. right? Surely not. I AJ Brimson, right centre, didn't do a lot of roaming. Looked solid, don't get me wrong, but super coach wise, happy to avoid early on. No bueno. Yeah, but that was probably the brunt of it. Uh, uh, mate, I don't know what happened with Keenan Palliasia, but I know a lot of people were hyped on him. I never really loved it. Uh, I, I don't know if he forgot to pack his boots for this game or whatever, but the stats were not overly appealing. Um, and I test, I, I hardly noticed him out there. Yeah, there wasn't much, was there? No. And I think he started, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. Um, the only other one, yeah, I was just saying Jacob Ailey, if he starts on the edge, 265K, but you'd imagine Fifi back by around three or four, so he just, he'll be losing that spot. I really like him mm. as a footballer, but, yeah, I just don't think be situationally. Fi- be firmer on Fifi and then he'll yeah. be bench. For sure. Um, okay, is that us done and dusted for trials, mate? Sorted. All right, let's get to some talking points. And I've got one that I am super excited about because I know it's going to keep you awake at night and piss you off more than I could ever imagine. I think this hooker position – actually, that's one thing we didn't talk about with Parramatta. Are we are we just waiting to see what happens with Teamless Tuesday there? Are you happy to start with the Eels hooker that Brad Arthur names to play 80 minutes? Yeah, I think so. Are you confident doing that? I'm not, but I want a partner – one gun hooker, I am still on the fence whether that's going to be Harry, Marshall King, Appy. So as long as I've got them there, I don't I don't, I don't not care, but it becomes less relevant who the backup is. Yep. So if there's an 80-minute Eels hooker at either 313K or 340K, playing 80 minutes, can't get too far wrong. I mean, you can because they can get dropped, but... Yeah, I think you can go heaps wrong with that yeah. side. But uh, as it stands, I think if one of them gets named, and look, Joey Lusick started on the weekend and played the bigger minutes, so he's cheap at 313k, which is that little bit better. Um, yeah, I think I will be. If Joey Lusick is the starting nine at that price, it might change my take a little bit, mm. but I'm still very nervous he doesn't survive the first month. Well, let's uh, talk to your genius ploy. Okay. Brace yourself. Strap yourself in. This is going to be a journey. I am thinking for round – nay, not round one, round zero. I'm going to lock in Appy, and then I am thinking of nothing hooker from the very start. I think the whole position is a shit fight. I think you're all scrambling – to find this other hooker that's going to do well or be okay. I just think you're going to waste a trade eventually on a guy that isn't going to score enough points and isn't going to be safe there. I would rather grab, you know, a young bloke from a team that I know plays sort of Saturday, Sundays that maybe I can use as a VC loophole throughout the year um, and spend that 
150k that I save elsewhere. Um, if I start with Appy, for example, obviously round one, I'm not going to have a hooker, which I know you'll all at home freak out and flip your couches and your coffee tables, but it's one week. I couldn't care less. Um, tell me the last time you got to the end of the season went, fuck, I really missed those 30 points from that week. Mm-hmm. I think we overthink that stuff sometimes. I would rather spend that 150K on a player somewhere else in my team that I'm confident is going to make money and is going to score me really good points. It could be the difference of, you know, a mid-ranger and getting a gun somewhere. I am leaning down that avenue because I think this whole hooker situation is fucked. I'm getting – mate, the amount of teams I'm getting sent to me that have Connor Watson as their starting nine, I'm just going, what – Jeez. What is doing here? If it's the, if it's one of the Parramatta guys, I can understand it. I'm still not confident on it. But all the other options are just absolute trash at the moment. Hooker is becoming a position where no one plays 80 minutes. I just – and it's it's a position that doesn't even score good points anyway. Like I, you don't get I feel premium like points. The, the Connor Watson thing is like from the Knights days, he was such a good option and I feel, feel like people have just held on to that but it's not the case at the Roosters. Yeah, and if you've got Watson on your side, you really need to consider the fact that he's playing for a completely different team. Um, for those at home who are rookies like myself, do you want to really quickly explain what nothing actually is? <laughs> do you want to explain it all? No, you do it. Because I just want to point out that if you Google nothing, it is described as a more relaxed approach to dating. Instead of getting cuffed for the season and settling into a relationship, (laughs) you date as normal and see where things go. So I almost think that is somewhat of an analogy for what you're going to do with that hooker position. Yeah, well, I am looking to have a soft launch with a hooker that none of you have ever heard of (laughs) potentially. So nothing uh, where you take instead of, you know, buying a player or having a player in your team that you think – can make money or is going to play every weekend, you target a player that is not going to play, you're confident he will not feature, you buy him for absolute basement price and then you're able to spend that money elsewhere. I did it with Hooker last year, turned out fine for me. I think that you just need to be aware that if you get enough, like I will at Hooker, you just have to be aware that you need to have trades up your sleeve if it goes completely belly up with your starting hooker. Um, With buy rounds, you will have to sacrifice here and there, which I'm okay to do. I think that... The points I lose on not having a hook around one, I will gain on having a gun that I will back in throughout the season in another position. Uh, I just – I think last year I spent fucking 35 weeks with Sonny Luke sitting there absolutely stinking it up, <laughs> being a nightmare. We, You know, other you guys had Reed Marnie because he was the value guy. We had Reese Robson, value, like – just all these guys that they just come to nothing. There are there hardly there are hardly any good hookers in Supercoach. Mm. It's just a position that doesn't score big anymore. I don't, and I just even these Parramatta hookers like I'm not confident that they they stay with the same hooker in five weeks. You're going to end up spending three trades on two hookers. You don't fucking want any of them. You're just doing it for the sake of it. Talk to me, Timmy. Oh, right. It's a bit rogue, but I think there's something in it. Where do I start? First and foremost, let's say Lassie gets the spot. Yeah. It's literally, what's your salary cap? $10.8 million or something. Yep. You can't find $109,000 in your squad to get an 80-minute number nine. That's the first one. The second one is, and riddle me this, you've got no hooker in round one, so you take... You know, you take Kane Bradley's 11 that he gets for you as an AE, all good, and you've just said, I can cop the 30-point loss in round one, all good. Round two, Appy comes out, little uh, stiff arm to the head, gets a one-week suspension. So then you then again nothing in round three. 
He comes back in round four. Sweet Appy's back. He's kicking goals. What could go wrong? He cops a little stiff arm to the head. Gets a HIA. He's then out the next week. So then you've got another um, AE in round four. I just – and all the while you could have had not only a player to come in and start for you and score you better points, but a player in theory should be earning you money. I just don't – for the sake of paying up an extra, I said, 109K or if it's hands, 130K, you can just take so much risk out of it. Yeah, and I – you know, there is the gamble of that, the likelihood of that having to happy or whoever it is, probably unlikely. There is that punt on it, 100%. Um, and as I said, if it is one of the Parramatta hookers that is playing the 80 minutes, I'm okay to have a crack at them. But, mm. mate, like if if it comes out that there isn't a Parramatta Eels hooker playing 80 minutes, which I know seems unlikely based on what the coach has said, but common sense says they probably shouldn't, mm. then, mate, I reckon there's serious fucking legs in it. So if an Eels player gets named, so you'll, you won't – Enough? Well, I, I, I'd I be happy to take a punt on one of those two. But if it's not those guys, there's no one else that jumps out at me. And I, I still won't. The, the, the thing will be that if the Parramatta Eels Heels hooker is named for 80 minutes, everyone will do it. So I'll only be in the same boat as everyone mm. else, which I can cop. But if they're both named in that side, I just – I couldn't think of anything fucking worse than to just sit through that. Where do you guys stand on Jeremy Marshall King? Uh, like him, but I, I really like him. But I just, it is a lot of money to spend on a guy that you need attacking stats from. Mm. And, you know, with Tom Gilbert now injured as well, I don't love that for JMK. I'm cooling on him a little bit. Uh, yeah, similar enough. I, I like JMK. And to be honest, I'm still, I still really want Harry Grant, but, you know, trying to fit into all these guns elsewhere, it's becoming harder to do. Appy's currently in my team. I just love. Goal kicking number nine. Yeah. And, you know, I put it out the other day on socials. Oh, you would not believe the amount of people who made the same joke. God, Tigers have to score tries to kick goals. I'm like, I know they're not that good. But, you know, if you can tag two goals a game or, God forbid, they actually go all right and score three or four tries, you know, you, you, you can add, what, eight to ten to his average. Yeah. It's pretty freaking handy for a bloke that's priced pretty nice who a lot of their attack will come off, as we know, because their halves are solid but they're not – Game breakers as such. Uh, I, I do I do like the Appy play. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Appy and enough at the moment, pending these Parramatta guys. But it, 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 you bring up a very, very good point that it could go completely fucking belly up for me. But I just, I just feel like this hooker position is going to be such a pain in the ass. Mm. It's not even funny. I think my other advantage is, Tim, the way that I do play super coach, I always get to the end of the season. I've got a lot of trades. Mm. I don't waste too many trades. Um, so if, if the situation you said does play out, I'm sort of happy to play on my feet there. I just, I don't know. I just, I have no interest in a lot of these hookers. I, I get the no interest in a lot of the other hookers. Like they're yep. all pretty crap. And if the Eels name two number nines, you know, they become very unappealing. So then I'm going up the list and the next best you sort of find from there it almost becomes cheese, but he obviously plays this weekend, so he won't know that. We can't lock him in. So I understand where you're coming from. Mm. I just don't like it. Yep. And I think this is a classic example of where we are very different at times. Yeah. This won't be the last nothing conversation we have, Kat. You're so mad and I'm not. Oh, where's my trophy, boy? Oh. 
Carry on. <laughs> All right. Uh, what what time your flight leave? <laughs> well, not soon enough, let me tell you. <laughs> topic number two, Scotty Drink Bloke. Uh, absolutely blew it away on the weekend. I haven't really been interested in him the entire off-season because he didn't have the goal kicking. Uh, I drafted him the other day, um, so that I'm happy to admit I'm probably am a little bit biased on that front. Um, having you a look- love a good draft classic double up. I do, yeah, yeah, I do, 100%. Um, I Looking at his last 12 games last year, he averaged at around about the 100-point mark. Absolutely blew it away. If we think the Cowboys are going to be decent this year, every single thing they do flows through the pores of Scotty Drinkwater. Mm. I'm interested. Mm. He's a little bit more expensive than what I would like yeah. compared to like Tommy Turbo. But that's what kind of interests me with him that I think people will Pod. just go, oh, I just have to go Turbo because I can save 80K yeah. there. Um, yeah, don't love, don't hate. I, I understand it. He looked so good on the weekend. I suppose my concerns are just that, you know, we know that he can go lower, albeit there wasn't many low scores last year. You, you're going about that 100-odd average over the last however many weeks it was last season. It was phenomenal. To be fair, looking at it now, it looks like basically from about round 13, 12, 13, he probably averaged around 100 without crunching the exact numbers. But just I think we speak about it often during the preseason, but just tighter defences mm. early in the year. I want to say attacks are clunky, but their attack didn't look very clunky, or at least drinkies didn't. I just don't think there'll be as many points on the board. You know, back end of the year we see sides that are injury riddled. They're waiting for Mad Monday and someone like Scotty Drinkwater, I think you might have even said it, will yeah, just yeah. decimate sides when they do and that's yeah, fair. It's a good point. I just don't yeah. know if he's going to get those early in the year in those games. So, you know, he can have his game of his 40, but later on in the year he can offset that with – a 110 or a 120. Yeah. I don't know if that'll happen early in the year. That's a good shout. Um, yep. All that being said, the draw's good. The Cowboys look good. He looked exceptional. Um, so, yeah, not not for me. Who – yeah, so you'd be Ponga and Drinky if you did it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely Ponga and looking at Drinky. Uh, you are right, though. That is a very good point about start of seasons being a little I, – I like their opening their opening first few weeks from a super coach point draw. of view. It's a good little draw. You have a look at like – I think they play three weeks in a row, Sharkies, Titans, Parramatta, who just like all three of those teams love conceding super coach points. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm – re- yeah, I reckon there's every chance I do start with Drinky. That's a bit of a gamble. It's going to be fun. You know, yeah. you know I like my punts at the start yeah. of the season. Started with KP last year. Uh, Drinky could be my guy this year. It's going to be a fun start of the year if I've got Turbo and you've got Drinky. Oh, it's going to be a very nerve-wracking start yeah. to the year, especially when he hurts himself in Vegas. Um, ooh, ooh. Don't ooh. Pull that out, <laughs> oh, 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 maybe cut that. Um, no, but I, I'm seriously looking at Drinky, mm. which I'm excited about. Uh, mate, our last talking point for the day. Three letters. R T. S. I feel like when you used to play Crash Team Racing, you used to have to find the letters on the map. I'm hunting down RTS as we go. Uh, both of us weren't overly keen on him at left centre a few weeks ago. Um, I just – the eye test from the first few weeks, mate. Wow. Um, he looks fucking unbelievable. Yeah, he looks good Good on the eye before he pulls on a footy jersey and then he gets out of the footy field. You're like, oh. You said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Tell you what, spending time at fullback, could we see him named at fullback? 
I don't think you will, but I I still think he'll uh, – I just can't see him sitting down that left corridor forever. Me either. He might not be this dream roaming centre that we're after where he's in around the ruck the whole time coming out of his end and chiming into the back line, but he's going to do it occasionally. Yeah. He literally was quoted saying yeah. he's been given a licence. I think he might have used the word roaming or – emulating like what Joey Manu's done at the Roosters at times and a few yeah. others. I mean, if he gets named at fullback next week, he's coming straight into my team. Yeah. And even at centre, <laughs> he's very tempting. Jeez, he looked good. The other, like, the fuck thing about Roger is he's a bit like Justin Hodges. He just always beats the first defender. Yeah. They always get a paw on him, but they never tackle him. So every time he takes a hit up, he always goes over eight. He always gets a tackle break. Yeah. Like you, 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 you're getting five points a run, and he takes a fuckload of runs. But they, yeah. they, they, they love that early shift out to him as well, just to get him early ball coming out of their own end, get some momentum. I, yeah, I, I love everything I've seen from Roger. My so far. only concern is that all the Warriors' good ball attack goes down their right edge because it's so potent. There's two things to that, though. Firstly. Does that change a bit with Roger on the left now? And secondly, like, I don't know, am I overthinking it maybe? Uh, mate, I, I I think it is a valid point, but like having Adam Pompey out there and having Roger Tulbasa Sheck, I get why they went right all last yeah. year. I just, I also think he'll start to chime in a little bit more. Um, and I mean, I think it's pretty evident from the trials. Like I haven't seen a left centre get more bored than New Zealand Warriors in a few years. Yeah. Like they're they they they're just they they just know. Let's just get him early ball. The other thing is, SJ will often play both sides. Like yep. he's happy to go left and play in that left side, and and he'll be throwing face balls to him. Oh, he's becoming more. But the thing is, I'm saying all this. He can score well without scoring tries and setting up tries and doing all that because he'll probably have 20 runs a game and just said bust 10 tackles. Then you throw any attack onto that. <sighs> Mate, there's not going to be many games where he's not going to come up with at least one attacking start. And he's doing so much work. He's breaking a tackle every time he runs the football. He's hungry. I just – I'm huge on him. Yeah. I, I'm i warming with every, uh, with every word. He's in my side. At the moment, I will be yeah. starting with him. Yeah. Um, and, mate, like – if anything was to happen throughout the game and he, you know, or throughout the first few weeks and he does end up playing fullback, I think he's an absolute fucking must-have all of a sudden. He's a must if he plays fullback for yeah. sure. Might have found a spot for him. Yeah, apologies to all you New Zealand Warriors fans, uh, but I am more than happy to fall on my sword on that one. Um, he, It's almost like rugby unions helped him, I reckon. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he was coming back as a 30-year-old, which is not super old, don't get me wrong, but... 30-year-old, been out of the game for a while, in union where on all reports went all right but didn't set the world alight, coming into a side at left centre on the less, dom- less dominant edge, there are enough reasons to go against him. Yeah. But you watch two games of footy, you're like, this bloke looks unbelievable. Yeah, and you got to – when you're wrong, you just got to own it. Uh, and, yeah, if you're going to be stubborn and go against Roger, I think it's going to cost you. I, I'm just like – I can feel my stubbornness coming out and saying, no, nah, I went against him from the start of pre-season, I'll cop it. I'm just like, and I just feel wrong doing it. I know it's it's being stubborn. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which you've got to swallow your pride sometimes, and I think this is a good example for both of us. Katmandu, RTS, talk to me. 
Yeah, no, I like him. I think uh, the from what we've seen so far, I remember we we posted a video about him mm. in the first episode of Beers and Breakevens with the first trials episode and um, there was some mixed commentary. A lot of people were like, for us it's a no-brainer, he's coming in, he's going to bring so much. Mm. Honestly, he looks unreal. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm really leaning towards getting him on my side too. I think I'm going to write an apology in my notes section yeah. of my phone, copy and paste it, go back to that. Yeah, real add it to the Warriors fans. Add it to the list of apologies that you're yes. still yet it's to write. It's a long write. list. It is. Yeah, don't hold your breath though because <laughs> Timmy's still you know waiting like. for his Morgan Smithies one. Yeah, I won't be holding my breath. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. Um, all right. Are we done and dusted? I think we're done and dusted. You've ticked all the boxes, boys. Good. Now, guys, later tonight we will have the late show coming your way. Short, sharp, rapid fire questions. If it doesn't go well, blame Cat. Don't blame us. We didn't pick the questions. Mm. Blame Cat. No, nah, they all know what's going on here. Cat's fault. It'll be Cat's fault, yeah. It'll be Cat's fault. There's no denying it. There's no other possible <laughs> solution. It's Cat's fault. Um, so, yes, uh, the late show debuting tonight. Stay tuned for that. SC Playbook is recorded today but it played last night. So you mm. can go back and watch that, get all your updates on the team list and whatnot. Hopefully Suwa Wong is named. Yep. Team, we'll have the team, the first four team list. Cheapies, special edition Cheapies, looking at all the oh bargain boy. buys of the season. We've also... Uh, shout out to Maddie Perso. We've got the the draw analysis, strength of schedule up on the SC Playbook website. Ranked one to seventeen, the sides with the best and worst draws, so invaluable going into the start of the season. Do you say schedule? Yeah. Mm. What do you say, Kat? I say schedule. Schedule. You're a freak. Schedule. English isn't my uh, strongest <laughs> language. What is, is it? It's Arabic, isn't it? I don't really have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kumanese. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, SC Playbook uh, podcast. Go watch it last night. Beers and Break Evans Late Show coming your way. Go follow Kat Haddad at Instagram. Uh, follow Rugby League Guru this week in Las Vegas. Going to be a giggle. Are we done? Going once. Going twice. Blue Wall Property. Links in the things. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.